for this time, God, we can worship you truly in spirit, oh God, and in truth, oh Father, God. Thank you for your presence, strong presence here. Lord, I pray that you will feel this place, oh God, with your presence, oh Father, continue, oh God. Thank you, Lord. You are great and you are awesome, oh Father. You are wonderful and beautiful, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let me take your seat. Today is kind of different Sunday as uh, Mark said. It is our evangelistic Sunday. And I want you to prepare your heart uh, today, this afternoon. Because we have, I'm, uh, I will be not the one be speaking. Dili ako mag-pitching karon. Naatay special na guest. Woo! Straight from the USA. Wow. So, si atong guest, si Pastor John. Si Pastor John siya ang former pastor. Aning awak. Maybe kamo auban na kaila. Uban wala na kaila si... Ang iyong naihan si Pops o si Moms. Si Pastor Dwayne. Okay? So... I uh, one day God prompted me while I was praying. Yep, open the door for preaching for Pastor John. So I messaged to him. I was sending message nga, Pastor John, you can uh, record and for your preaching, makarecord siya ba? Siya, at that time pa siya ready. But praise God, no. Uh, ni text siya sa ako, uh, I think last last week. Uh, yeah, Pastor, I'm ready to preach. So, I really admire this man. No? Kaya, someone who loves the Lord, this guy, Pastor John, together with his family, person, they really love the Lord. Not just, by, uh, not just in words. penalty. I love you, I love you. Pero... See, they come here. No, gitawag sa siginon. It's like calling. They come to the Philippines together with their family. Can you imagine that? Imong i-uproot, imong family. From America to the Philippines just for the calling. But this is not just a calling. No, this is a great calling for them. They come because they love the Lord. So, without further ado, Prepare your heart and let us watch uh, and listen to Pastor John. Nakoy price sa dili magduka. Okay? Okay? So, atong paminahon si Pastor John. Ato sa pakpakan. Good afternoon. It has been a very long time and it is a blessing for me to be able to be with you all today, even though it's through video. And um, 
I might have to add, it's very difficult to try to um, preach and prepare and do this in front of a video screen versus in front of you all. Um, not just because I miss you all, but because it is not the same. And uh, so it has been a lot of prayer on my part and I have waited to probably the very last minute to um, do this because I have been waiting for God to just say the green light to go. And so here I am and I am blessed to be able to do this and to be used to be a servant of God, but also to be able to share with you what God is doing and what he wants to do on a day like today for y'all. So I am going to try to do English and Cebuano for you guys and do some halo-halo aron makasabot mo niya dili mo musunggo sa in English nako so kung dili ko makalimot niya nagdali lang ko in English magpause ko og explain nako sa Bisaya so pasinsya lang ha so okay um, without further ado let's get into the word of God it is gonna be from Acts chapter eight. And we are going to start with verse 26. I'm going to be reading from a ESV translation. So if my translation is Miju de Prinsha Sa So this is the one I like to use for this particular passage. And I felt like it did a really good job of explaining. Um, and it has a study research with it. So ESV is a really good Bible for that. <coughs> um, Starting with verse 26, we're going to go all the way to the end of chapter 8, which is 40. And I'm going to read it first, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to see what God has to do to show us today. This is a story about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south to the road that goes from, down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is the desert place. And he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, the queen of, of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all the treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated on his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over, join, the char join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, How can I, unless somebody guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. Like a lamb, before it shears, is silent. So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth. And beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, 
they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when he came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself in Azotus. As he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to, don't know how to pronounce that word either, CSR, CSR, CSR. All right. So let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, Lord, I am asking you, I am beseeching on my behalf that you use me mightily through your Holy Spirit, Lord, to interpret, to speak, to teach, to disciple, to translate, to um, encourage them in their faith, in their journey, wherever they're at, um, Lord, to uh, give them explanation of what they need to hear where they're at in their own lives. Father, I rebuke any attempt of the enemy to technically put this uh, message uh, in difficulty where it can't be um, put up on the screen or recorded or um, even relayed from this end of the world to the other end of the world, Lord. Lord, I rebuke any attempt of distraction today for those that are listening in their hearts. Open up their gateways, open up their heart, their mind, their ears, their eyes, and their souls, Lord, that they may understand and want to make a transition of moving forward for you. Lord, I just pray that all these things might be so because you are a great God and you are a God that pursues us with holiness and with unjealous love, Lord. And so, Father, I just pray that this might be so today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I am a person that really likes to get into the Word of God by understanding the context of the story. So, mas importante yun, kilanghan masabtan ni mo, kinsa mga tao, unsang lugar, unsang gi-storya dere kay, kung gi-mention as Biblia, importante na. And it is important to, when you're reading the Word of God, to understand those things, to study them, to research them, to find out the truth about those things so that makuha ni mo ang tanan, so that you can get all of what the Lord is trying to tell you and what he's teaching you today. So the first thing I want to dive into is Philip. Who is Philip? This is really important to understand because it's um, been confused not particularly this passage, but a lot of times in the scriptures in the New Testament, that um, this particular person, Philip, is confused with Philip of one of the 12 disciples. He is not one of the 12 disciples. He is what they refer to in the scriptures and in maybe in your translation, Philip the Evangelist. Um, so Philip is a convert. He is a uh, person that became saved after um, Jesus had died. And um, this particular time period where this took place was roughly 33 to 36 years after the death of Jesus. So it's been a little bit of time. Um, 
wa pa siya natao sa pagmatay ni Jesus. Um, and we know that because he wouldn't be able to start his ministry until he was about 30 in Judea culture. So um, the other thing we know about Philip, this particular Philip, is that he was one of the seven deacons, the first seven deacons of the Church of Jerusalem. Um, so he was very close and he was working with a lot of the original 12 disciples. We see that in some previous chapters where he talks to Peter and John as he was preaching in Samaria. And this is actually kind of where most scholars believe natabok ang kanina sitwasyon. Pagsulti sa anghil sa kang Philip. He was in um, Samaria. Um, he was preaching a message there. Peter and John had already started to go back towards Jerusalem. And... Um, he was in his morning meditation. And so um, some other things that are really important is Philip is a Greek name. Um, it's not a Hebrew name. And Philip means warlike. And it also means lover of horses. So I found that to be very unique. And um, I don't know how much that really applies to this passage. But it's a great understanding to understand that his name is a descendant of Greek. Even though he was a Jew. Um, one of the other things that uh, is important about this particular passage is that his location and where he was at. So when we read the first verse of 26, it says, Now the angel of the Lord visited Philip, and he said, Rise up and go toward the south um, on the road that is from Jerusalem to Gaza. The key word that I want you to understand here, a pomiro nimo underline, is rise. Um, this means that one of the things that was really important in the beginning of Jesus's um, passing on of power to the disciples, the disciples realized that every morning in what is known as the witching hour, Jesus would disappear and he would go and pray and he would be away from these disciples and they have never encountered anything like that. And then when he came back, he would often perform great miracles. And so when the time came that the disciples wanted to ask Jesus, um, hey, teach us something. Um, they didn't ask to walk on water. They didn't ask Jesus to teach them how to make water into wine. They didn't ask um, how to make a lame um, healed. They asked how to pray. Because they knew that the only way Jesus did something great was he went away and he did this thing called praying in this witching hour. And so Jesus taught them how to pray. And this is where we get the, the Lord's Prayer. And so I would only imagine that when the disciples were preaching the gospel and they were making disciples of other disciples, one of the things that they were teaching them was, hey, you cannot be a strong Christian. You cannot allow the Holy Spirit to work in you unless you go off during the first part of the morning and you start to pray. This is why that word rise, it's not really you know? So that means that so 
So importante gani. And we know that Philip was engaged in this manner. And this is when the angel visited him. And this is when the angel said, hey, I need you to go from where you're at in Samaria and go to Gaza, which would be a known place south of Jerusalem, which is Jerusalem is south of Gaza, which is roughly 70 to 100 kilometers away. So layo, midju layo, sayo subuntag. Early in the morning, the angel said, I need you to go. Didn't tell him what to do. Didn't tell him he was going to meet somebody. Didn't tell him, you know, what his job was. He didn't tell him how important the job was. He just said, Hoy, pagbarug na, kilanghan mag-addo kaani na lunsod. Inya, midyo layo, pero addo ah, karun. And in some translations, it says, be there by noon. And, um... This is quite in a task because if the average person walks roughly, you know, six miles an hour, that means I'm in miles, so pasincha, huh? Um, that means that it would take almost 10 to 12 hours to walk to Gaza from where he was at. So this means in order for him to be there, he had to run. And in Jewish culture, for a man to run, that was, like, just not a thing. You know, it was like, it had to be so urgent. It had to be such an emergency. It was such a disgrace for a man to run. But he felt the urgency of the Holy Spirit. And that's important to recognize, is that he just went. And so, in verse 27, And he rose and went. He didn't hesitate. What's in the... You know, important because when God moves, He wants you to move. You know, He doesn't want you to ask 50 million questions, He doesn't want you to pray about it, He doesn't want you to get justification for it. He just wants you to move. He's already told you. You know, and so he gets up and he moves. It's like going from Cebu to Oslo. Huh? Imagine Raguna, kung karon gipokaw ka sa Dios, unya ingon, hoy pagbaktas ka, kundi idaga na nimo, maabta nimo ang Oslo ha, karon. I don't think there's any one of us na Kristiano na kaingon gisulti anta sa Dios, gipalakaw ta, ingan nakalayo. By God's grace, thank you. <laughs> I mean, maybe some of us would be a lot thinner, you know, than we are if God asked us to walk and uh, run and to be urgent about things a lot more in our life. But this is an amazing task. We we complain if we got to make a a, a, a a Bible study lesson. Oh, you know? We get upset if we got to do something that's even one-tenth of an effort in comparison to this. And he didn't even know what he was going for. That's amazing as a Christian. And that's amazing to a testimony of his faith and a testimony why Philip was known as Philip the Evangelist. He knew who he was. He knew who God was. He knew that if God called him to do something, he was going to go and do it. 
And so God told him to go. So he rose, verse 27, he rose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch. Now, what's really important to understand is the lugar. Why did they mention Ethiopian? This is not the country currently, as we know, Ethiopia. It was a region, and it would be currently as what we know as Sedan, or Sedan, you know. Kanina lugar, medyo duol na sa Egypt. So, kanina tauhana, let's just be safe to say, Egyptian siya, nangyangana ng lugar. Onya, eunuch pagin siya. So, eunuch, ang importante si eunuch, eunuch means a person that has been castrated. Dikwaan siya itlog, sorry, wak may laing bisaya para anak. Um, gikwaan siya itlog aron dili siya maka apil sa mga mga royalty onya makalabot onya dili siya ma tempted bahinan na sitwasyon so this was a very common thing for that time period both in Egypt and also in even in Israel in some cases in the surrounding areas is that they would castrate a man and he would be a loyal subject to the royal family. He's not just this guy, the Ethiopian eunuch. They didn't give his his name. But this particular guy was very important. He was the head of the treasurer of the country. Um, so, siyang bahala sa mga court. And what's important to understand about this particular eunuch, he was a follower, a worshiper of God, the God of Israel. Even though ang iyang Diyos sa iyang lugar, lahi. So, he's somewhat making a testimony by asking permission. He's gone to Israel. He went there to worship. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here. But he went there to worship and to be in fellowship with the people of Israel and his God. And so, what's really important to understand is he's a eunuch. So what's really even more important about that is that he couldn't go into the temple. He couldn't go into the synagogue. He could not go into any of the holy areas because according to the Old Testament, if a man has been castrated, because unclean. So, Dili ang yan masod sa ang sa holy of holies of even the synagogue or even the holy places of the temple. So he went there without even being able to go in. He went there to worship. So he traveled. I don't know how far that is, but it's a long way. He traveled a long way from Egypt to Jerusalem just to be in the presence of Jerusalem, the holy city, and to be in fellowship with other believers. And he's on his way back, and he's in Gaza. Now, we know this because that's where um, Philip was sent. And I'm reading where Philip runs to Gaza, and he sees the nakitaniya ang katong eunuch sa iyang chariot. And yeah, it's very important because Gaza, if you're heading south, and you were heading towards Egypt, you're heading south further than that. Gaza was the last watering hole. So, common time, last matubilan, gasolina. So, what night gasoline station south of Anna? 
it is the only place now night watering well for the camels for them to drink for them to buy supplies so past gaza it's the desert desolate area and so it was very common for travelers to stop there heading south get their last of their supplies together get group for the trip and the long trip south is going to be in the desert so get as much as you can so importante kain ng lugar na gaza remember that because it is mentioned here for an important reason so he's philip he sees him let's go back to the half part of 27 uh ethiopian eunuch a court of uh, uh let's actually pick up and um that that later half he he had come to jerusalem to worship verse 28 and was returning seated on his chariot and he was reading the prophet isaiah and the spirit said to philip go and join this chariot so philip ran philip ran again ran to him and heard him reading isaiah the prophet and asked him do you understand what you're reading now i want to step a little bit back you underline Nimong Isaiah. This is the book of Isaiah. This is the prophet Isaiah. Um, this is not um, the full part of the Torah. The Torah is the first five passages. This would be considered like an additional study, if you will. But this is really important. And why is this important? Because eunuchia. So that means he couldn't enter into the, the, the holy areas. He was not able to worship like a full Jew. He could not be a full convert as a Jewish person would and be able to have the freedom to go into the synagogue and listen to the teachings. And so, ang pinaka best na mabuhat niya, he could buy a, 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 a book of Isaiah. Now, sa ito ah, ordinaryo kayo Biblia, you know, and this is my Bible, my cherished Bible. Um, pero sa atong panahon, only the rich could afford to have a original uh, translated version of the book, just Isaiah or any any other prophet book. And he's reading it. Why Isaiah? Well, there's two important reasons why this is Isaiah. One of which is the passage that he's reading. But Isaiah was the only prophet to promise, this is really important, to promise, he promised among the eunuchs that they would have a place in heaven, more important than the sons of daughters, if they were devout. So I imagine, sa iyang kaugalingon, in his own personal life, this meant a lot to him, the prophet Isaiah. This was very important to him because it was the only prophet that identified to his gender of, you know, what had happened to him. And now he's feeling comforted by a prophet that's telling him, there is a place for you. There is a place for you. Just be steadfast. Just be devoted to what God is teaching you. And there is a place for you. The same as my sons and daughters. So this is why it's important that he owned a and was reading and trying to understand the book of Isaiah. And this is why when uh, Philip approached him via the Holy Spirit said, Kana na tao, na. Anya, follow lang inimo ang spirito. So gidagan niya, gidooli ang chariot. Anya, naminaw siya, nagbasa siya sa book of Isaiah. Anya, ang iyang pumirong ipotanan na sa iya, kasabot ka sa inimong gibasa. And when he asked him that, he said, How can I? Unless someone guides me. Kamu mga Kristiyano, 
importante ka na. You have a job. And you have a job to study the Word of God, to translate the Word of God, to teach the Word of God, to um, be used by the Holy Spirit to be a vessel for the unbeliever. And here is a perfect example of evangelist that is following the Spirit's leading, and he is doing exactly what God told him to do, which is, I can be the one that can help translate this for you. I can make sense Sayun kainin nako masabtan, i-explain nako pagin sa imuha, aron makuha nimo unsang importante sa imong gibasa karon. So, and he invited Philip. So remainder of verse thirty-one, and he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scriptures that he was reading was. Like a sheep, he was led to slaughter, and like a lamb before the shear is silent. So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who who was described? Who who can describe his his generation? For his life is taken from him on earth. Then the eunuch said to Philip, "Whom about whom I ask you? Does this prophet say this about himself or about someone else?" So he's trying to understand. Naglisod siya, napasabot. O sa ganit, permanente, masking kita mga kresyano. We'll read a passage, we'll read this one, and we'll just take it for face value, and we don't study it, and we don't understand that there's an important reading or a deeper meaning to it, and we just leave it at that, and we don't understand, and we're like, what mo ko nakuha, anak? Sige mo, basa tagadlaw, hindi mo ko pareha sa imuha, pastor, pareha sa ilaha na daghan kay makuha. You're not searching in the Word as a Christian. Now, if you're an unbeliever, you're not going to have the Holy Spirit to help teach you. So it's going to be difficult. But as a Christian, there's no reason and no explanation why you cannot understand the Scriptures if you are not under proper teaching, in fellowship with Jesus Christ, fellow believers and whatnot, and in the Word and prayer and allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you and doing the research, especially currently sa internet, at like a notice. You don't have to go to Bible school to get some of the information that you can have in front of you in seconds. Halos tanan kalibutan na internet karun. So, daghan makuha nimo. Daghan. You know? So, bahin sa Christiano, what magita excuse? Why not to understand? But, Philip, he gives the explanation, and it's really important that in verse 35, you see it here. He says, then Philip opened his mouth. So, I'm sure there has been other conversations with that. So, daghan gipotana ka sa eunuch, daghan gistruihan, bahin sa kinabuhi, naman sila. They're actually heading south. Now, I want to pause in the story here, and I want to say something. <laughs> As a Christian, it's, it's, it's one thing to go and find out what you're doing and to find God's will. And then it's another thing to see that that leads you to another path. And then you're like, wait, 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 God didn't tell me this. And it starts to get confusing. Pero, bahin sa Dios, we just have to be obedient to saying yes. If he tells us no, he tells us no. If he tells us yes, he tells us yes. You know, otherwise, we're uncertain and we just have to follow the Spirit's leading. And yeah, at the situation, 
the eunuch is saying, I'm, I'm, I'm on my journey. You're getting up on my chariot and you're going to explain this to me and we're going to talk along the way. I guess you're supposed to go with me. So, Bahing Sag Ian Kinabuhik Sagan Philip, he was like, okay, Lord, I'm, you know, he's saying in his mind, he's saying, okay, God, this is my job. I'm going to do what you taught me to do, to be an evangelist. And I'm going to teach this word. And I know this word because I've studied this passage before. I know what this means. I can definitely teach him what this means. And he gets on the chariot and he's riding. And they're riding south into the desert. I'm sure this is not minutos. This is not just a couple minutes. This is hours. I know if it's anything like me, when I get engaged with a person, I learn about them. I know about their life. I know about who they are. I, I, I come to know... Um, where they're at in their um, current position of their life. I, I, I understand where they're at with God. And this is not just a couple minutes of a conversation. So, he's on this journey heading towards Egypt. And, he, and I'm sure he's not even questioning it. I mean, he just ran to get to Gaza. Now he's on a chariot with a eunuch heading towards Egypt. But he doesn't care because he's explaining the scriptures and he's doing what God asked him to do. And he explains it to him first and he finally opens his mouth and he says, but really important here, and he begins with the scripture. So the remainder of verse 35, then Philip opens his mouth and the beginning with the scriptures, he told him the good news about Jesus. Why do you tell him about the good news? Because Kanina passage, Isaiah is really about the prophecy of Jesus. Jesus would come to be the lamb. He would be slaughtered. He'd be unjustly uh, crucified and accused of things. And he would not open his mouth, even though he knew it. So he was able to explain to him how important this passage was of the Old Testament now being relative to after the death of Jesus and who the Messiah, the Messiah is that is why it's so important. Because everything you can see in the scriptures is from the Old Testament is a prophecy to the New Testament. And the New Testament is a prophecy into the future. And it is all pointing to God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is all pointing to who He is and what He wants from you and why He created you. So, when we get back to it, I love this in verse 36. As they were going along the road, they came to some water. Circle water. A circle or Dili ordinario na gamay lang gamay gawas ng tubig. Daku kayo na tubig, ha? Nano, because kabalaan na nato bahin sa storya, masood naman siya sa tubig kay pabaptize man siya. So, he comes upon this water. And why do I want you to search, circle the water? Because this is a miracle in itself. That God, when he had appointed for Philip to go to Gaza and him to meet the eunuch. Unyak sa iyam pag storya sa eunuch bahin sa Biblia. Gi explain niya. Gi pahimo sa Diyos o tubig. Naangay na lugar. Why tubig? Remember, they're in the desert. The last watering hole. This is why Gaza was important, mentioned in the story, because Gaza was the last watering hole that could happen before going into the desert. So, pagbiyahin nila, and pagbahin niya sa pagstorya niya, bahin sa Biblia, gi-explain niya kinsa si Jesus ni Cristo, ning kalit o kakita ang eunuch o tubig. 
I don't think that's an accident. I think that's a miracle. And most scholars will agree that this is a miracle that has taken place, that God had made this watering hole appear at the right moment. Dili 10 minutes earlier, dili 15 minutes later, he appeared, that watering hole appeared as sa pagbiyahe nila, as they were traveling, at the right moment when Paul had explained to him who Jesus was and why you can see Jesus in the book of Isaiah. I don't think that's an accident. In fact, it's not. And as a Christian, when you're doing what God has asked you to do, miracles start to take place that you can't even control, that you can't even manifest, and that the ones that you are ministering to, the ones that you are teaching to, they start to bear witness of what God is doing. Not you, but what God is doing in you. Bahin sa pagkakristyano. So do not rely on your faith. Do not try to, to, I mean, not on your faith. Do not rely on uh, circumstances of this world. Rely on your faith that God will make those things happen. You just do what God has asked you to do. So on in a situation, he is going, he, <laughs> the eunuch, he's the one, not, not Philip. You notice here, it's not Philip that said, oh, there's a water. Do you want to be baptized? No. That's not the leading of the Holy Spirit. The leading of the Holy Spirit is what is being done in the unbeliever or the seeker. So in this particular circumstances, it is the eunuch nakakita. It is the eunuch that has seen the water. And he says, look, there is water. See, here is water. He's excited. Explanation point. No, no, He's excited because of two reasons. One, there should not be water where there's water. And two... He sees the miracle in it, and now he could be baptized. Why is baptism so important in this particular scriptures? Well, you have to understand Judaic culture to understand why baptism is important. Because bahin sa iyang pagatunan sa pagatudio, ang eunuch, baptism was a form of repentance. Baptism was a form of cleansing. Okay, In some of the cases of priestly roles, they would baptize themselves daily as a form of repentance and as a washing of the spirit. This is why Masabtanimo, Sapagajan the Baptist, when he saw Jesus, he said, I can't baptize you. This is why it's so important. Most people don't understand that statement that John the Baptist said to Jesus is because according to culture, John the Baptist knew that Jesus did not sin, had not sinned, could not sin. So how could he baptize him and cleanse him as of a repentance? This is why John the Baptist was so confused and said, No, 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 I can't baptize you. You're not worthy to be baptized because you have not sinned. You are so beyond this. So in Judea culture, baptism was a form of repentance, was a form of an action of repentance. This is why it's also important to the believer in the current day is because baptism was the symbolism of not only the form of repentance, but the burying of one's past sin. Forgiveness of everything so that when you are put under the water, you are buried in your sin. And when you come up out of the water, you are a new creation in Jesus Christ. 
that all your past has been forgiven, never to be dredged up again, never to be asked to be paid for, that Jesus carried it when he took it to hell, and now you're a new creation in Jesus Christ. He understood both. He understood the old translation and the eunuch, nasabtaniya, bahin sa old mga tradition, gusto ko mawadaan ko sa tanan mga salat na ko, pero nasabtan na ginako karon. Si Jesus ni Kristo muy nagkuha sa akong mga sala gi lubong na niya kuyog sa iyang pagdala dito sa imperno unya sa bagbanhaw nako kuyog sa iyaha prisko ko na pa tao bagong this is where the term both from the scriptures and currently to be born again comes from okay so what is important about this is that he says See, here's water. Let's go back to verse 36 at the end of 30. Uh, I think I'm on 37, actually. See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? Let me tell you something. Let me warn some of you Christians. Some of you Christians think you need to affirm somebody before you can baptize them. It's not your job. It's not your job to guarantee that they are a Christian before they can be baptized. And it's not the pastor's job to baptize somebody. I hate to say that, but let me come to the realization that some of you that are longer in your faith are in a place to baptize somebody because of the Spirit's leading, not because you can do it. <laughs> That's the problem. If you think you are the one baptizing them, that is the beginning of the problem. It is the Holy Spirit that is baptizing. It is what Jesus did for them is what is baptizing. If somebody says, I want to be baptized, the only question you should have is why. And then the question for that is just merely to affirm that they understand the reasoning of why they should be baptized. It is not your place to sit there and say, okay, well, you go through this class and let me get you, you know, understanding that, you know, you understand Jesus. And let me give you a certificate of being baptized. Wala kong kung gibuhat ninyo, okay? Pero, importante, why did Jesus allow and the Holy Spirit and God allow Philip to get in a chariot with an unbeliever? Then the believer heard the word of God and now wants to be baptized. And it's still in the word of God in the New Testament because it's important. It's an act of faith. And it's between God and the person of the heart of what he's dealing with. We're only a vessel in which we get to administrate the dunking of the person. Now, this is important to understand. Important sa verse 38. And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went into the water. So this also explains how big of a water it is. It's big enough for two men to get under the water and to be baptized and to be brought back up. So Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when he came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. In Anin original translation, it's the same as what Elijah, the way Elijah was taken off this earth. It's the same way. So, so tubangan sa eunuch, sa paglubog niya sa tubig, paggawas niya, ningkalit gikuha sa spirito si Philip. 
Sa tubangan niya, ha? Sa tubangan. So this is a great miracle that happens. Now, I want to understand, I want you to understand, there's three types of people listening to me today. Tulog ko klase na tao na minaw sa mensahe karon. Pumiro ang Krisyano. Let me talk to the Christian first. This is Evangelistic Sunday, so this is for you. Now, I didn't necessarily choose this passage knowing that uh, Philip was an evangelist. I chose this passage because the Holy Spirit told me to choose it. And as I studied it, I understood that Philip was the evangelist. So, dili ini accidente. Pero, let me give you some notes to make note as a Christian, okay? A born-again Christian is important, you know? A person that has received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So first, one, what makes a Christian a born-again Christian? One, if you are a born-again Christian, you're listening to this, you have to be a believer that Jesus is your salvation. The only way for your salvation. Parais ni Philip, parais ni Eunuch. There's no other way for you to get to heaven. There's no other way on how you think you can live this life. It is only to serve the Master, Jesus Christ. So, first of all, that's what identifies you as a Christian. So, kung Christiano ka, pamino. Kaduha, be praying, especially every morning during the witching hour. We see this in Philip's life. We see this in Jesus' life. We see this in the disciples' life. We see this taking place in the story. So, Kilanghan, if you want God to do great things, you have to be in prayer. You have to be in conversation with God. Prayer in, what's the finish? Meditation. Okay? What does that mean? That means that you exalt your conversation to God. You praise Him. You exalt Him. You ask requests of Him. You ask Him to intercede. Pero, the meditation part is the listening. You shut this part and you listen with this part. You have to listen to what God has to say. It's a conversation. So in your prayer, if you're not giving enough time to listen, and you're only speaking, then you're done, then how can you hear the Holy Spirit? And if you're not doing it in the first part of your day, during the witching hour, and why is it called the witching hour? Because it's the hour in which the enemy works the most. So God beckons His children to counter with His power. This is why some of you, dili mo katugog tarong, alas dos, alas tres, kadlaon, alas cuatro. It's alas kana mga sayo oras sa buntag, kana na oras gipukaw ka sa Dios, gipukaw ka tarong, kay aron makastorya ka sa iya, aron makabuhat ka sa iyang gisugo. That's why some of you are so confused in your faith, is because you're not even listening to the Holy Spirit. And you think that you're getting restless sleep. And the reality is that you're supposed to be praying. You're supposed to be listening to the Holy Spirit because God has something to tell you. So make note of that. The other thing, you have to be do be willing to do whatever He asks of you, even when it doesn't make sense. Can I an example, Philip? I mean, it couldn't get be any better. He was asked to travel so far for what reason? None whatsoever. And, and and run. That's crazy. And yet we complain, ah, I gotta get up for church today. I'm too tired. I gotta drive. I gotta sit in an air-conditioned church. I get we we as Christians today, we don't know how to suffer. We don't know how to suffer. 
We're going to be soon wide awake to the trials and tribulations of this world if we do not start to be more aggressive in our faith, more aggressive in doing what God has asked us to do. Otherwise, God's going to sit there and pass it up, and then he's going to go to the next person that's willing. And so it's so important to just when God says, hey, I think you should be the Sunday school teacher. I think you should, you know, go and be a missionary. I think you should. No, no, no. Sa oban mga kamo mga Krisyano, you're waiting for something that God has already confirmed. You cannot run faster than God. The only thing you can do is be obedient to what He's telling you to do and how you should do it. And in this particular case, God said, get up and go. And so He went. He didn't say, okay, God, let me fast on that. Let me pray over that for several days. Let me affirm that in other Christians. This is things that we all do today. Oh, he affirms that. Nako, uh, nako istorya sa imo. Unsa ang kaimong tanaw ang meaning ani? Even though in our heart we know what it means. This is this is our problem. Is that we use procrastination, we use laziness, we use our own self ambition to get in the way of our walk with Jesus Christ, and it's 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 a terrible thing. But it is important to make note as a Christian that when God asks you to move, move. One of the other things is be in the Word and the studier of the Word daily. Um, that means you have knowledge of it. You have understanding of it. Philip, he knew the passage that the eunuch was reading. He's like, ah, that's Isaiah. And that is about my Savior, Yeshua. If he didn't read the Word, if he didn't study the Word, if he didn't know about the word and memorize it in his heart, he wouldn't have any clue what the eunuch was reading. Same on life, you have to be the same way. You can't be a follower of Christ. You can't be a believer and not be in the word. You have to be reading the word. You have to be studying the word. You have to be in it so much so that you can understand what God is doing. And in this case, Philip was that. As a believer, you have to do that. Three, and then the fourth one, you have to be willing to teach and to make disciples. That say, um, oh, pastor, I'm so shy. I, I, I'm not outspoken. I'm such a... Listen, <laughs> there are so many examples of the scriptures of people that had a timid spirit, one of which read the story about Gideon. He was a coward. He wasn't just shy. He was a coward. And he was made through God to be the greatest warrior of all times. It's what not in you. It's what God wants to do through you. Okay? So, stop looking at yourself and start looking at him. It's not about what you have in you. It's about what he wants to do through you. Okay? So he wants to teach you the word of God so that you can teach other things to other people about what God has done in your life. This is what testimony means, to testify what God has done in your life. So as Christians, these are the areas that I want you to focus on. Now, if you're listening, you're a believer in God. 
Daghan baya ingana. In fact, the scriptures talks about it. it. Says many on that day will say, "Lord, Lord." In other words, daghan nakaila sa kumpangan, daghan kay nanimba, daghan kay nangampo, pero wala sila kaila sa kua. So you are called a seeker. So if you are here today and you're listening to this message, you're a seeker. Here are some key things that is in this story that is the eunuch. He was a seeker. And these are things that he was doing that put him in an action and a course of uh, destiny of coming to place with God to knowing that he became a born again believer. So they are looking for God. A seeker is somebody that is looking for God. They know that there's something bigger in this world that needs to take place other than themselves. And it's more powerful than them. And they recognize the ability to see that God is in control. And that they recognize there is a one and true God. Another one, they are readers of the word. Now, this is a lot of you. You, sa pagbasa niya sa inyo mga Biblia, huwag mo kasabot, pero sige mong basa. There is a reason for who you are. You are a seeker. You are a person that is trying to find out who God is in your life and how that comes to a purpose of who He means in your heart. And you're trying to find the missing links. Medyo daghan mga puzzle pieces na missing sa imong kinabuhi. But if you're not reading the Word of God, you can't seek Him. You have to still be reading the Word of God. Even though, what kayo nakuha ni mo? Importante ka na, ha? The eunuch was reading Isaiah, even though he didn't understand what he was reading. And he was reading it aloud. And it was very common for that to happen, but he was the seeker. They are wanting to try to be around Christians and believers, fellow believers. So, the eunuch went from Egypt to Jerusalem to just be in the presence, even though he couldn't go into the synagogue, even though he couldn't go into the temple because he was a eunuch. He just wanted to be in the presence. And he brought all of his slaves and he brought all of his servants with him. And he was an entourage. So he was making a statement. Even though he wasn't even loved. So I'm sure sa iyang mga servants sa ingon, kanina talhanan, ipadaman ta diri sa Jerusalem, galing siya makasood dito sa simbahan, mura siya buang, oy. Is anybody saying that about you? Is anybody calling you crazy for going to church and for reading the Bible even though your life doesn't fully represent a Christian? You're seeking. And there's nothing wrong with you seeking. Actually, you're on a better path than they are. Keep seeking. God will speak to you. They follow God's leading when He speaks to them, as crazy as it may seem. So, sa paghunom sa kang unit dito sa Gaza, He followed the Spirit's leading and God's leading to invite Philip up onto the chariot and to listen to Him. There has to be a point in your life or multiple points in your life as a seeker that you follow God's leading. Maybe giimbitar ni mo ang pastor sa imong balay. Maybe siya ipaampo sa imong birthday. I don't know. 
you have to follow God's leading in your life. And there's a reason for that. And it may sound crazy to the people around you. Anya, sa imong kaugalingon, basing medyo buang paminaon, pero bahin sa spirito, importante kayo ang gisugo sa imuha na kilanghan ma tuman sa pag-follow ni mo sa Diyos. So that you can see who He is. So that as a seeker, you'll see His true face and it will encompass into your life. The last one as a seeker, they are willing to recognize the importance of the now. There's going to come a moment sa imong kinabuhi. Gitukmod ka sa Diyos. You're going to know when it happens. Okay? Every Christian knows when it happens. Bahin sa anang tukmod. When God pushes you, He's pushing you into salvation. He says, now is the time. But you know what? The only thing that can overpower that moment is your free will. Is your own decision to say no. Some of you may even be in this moment right now in feeling angibati ni mo sa Diyos, gitukmod ka. I am no longer wanting to be a seeker. Nadunggan na ko ang mensahe sa Diyos. Kilanghan mahimo na ko kresyano. Born again, what Pastor is talking about, what Philip is talking about here, who truly is Mashiach in my life, Jesus. Some of you are feeling that push, or some of us call the nudge. Your knees are shaking, you're feeling a little bit nervous, you're sweating, you think people are looking at you when nobody's looking at you, it's only the Spirit moving you. When you feel that nudge, the seeker recognizes that moment and says, Yes, I want to become a follower of Jesus Christ. I want to recognize that Jesus is all of everything that I need to be. If you are a, the third person, you are a witness. The third person that is not really mentioned in the story, but the is in the story is the witnesses, the servants the staff of the eunuch. This is some of you. This will be some of you. Some of you will stay in this place. And I warn you right now, be careful. These are the people that heard the word of God and didn't believe it. They heard Isaiah and Philip talking about the story of Jesus and heard it and said, not for me. No, I don't want nothing to do with it. Or, oh, that's a nice story. Nindot. Pero, ako. The witnesses are also those that saw God's miracle and were impressed by it and even agreed that it was God's miracle. But they didn't make the choice to follow. They saw nihimo ng tubig dito. They saw that Philip just appeared and disappeared. Pero wala nang change sa ilaha. They said, you know what? That's okay. That's, that's, that was a very nice experience. I'll share it with my children. <laughs> Some of you have witnessed God perform a miracle in your own life. Nakakita ka sa Diyos na naghimo ang miracle sa tubangan sa imuha. Pero wala ang makanang liho. That's the difference of being a witness versus a seeker or a Christian. 
because the seeker it nudges them to move a christian it nudges them to do more and as a witness you don't do anything and the last who felt the nudge of the holy spirit gibatik ni mo ang tukmon pero wa ka nang liho those were witnesses i'm sure they had all the freedom to say hey can i get baptized too uh excuse me sir can i pudi ko maapil daghan ka kita daghan na kadungog daghan na kabati sa tukmod it's impossible to be in the presence of god and to not to feel the nudge of god okay so daghan kay namino sa ko akaron gibati ni mong tukmod pero the difference is you won't move that makes you a witness but not a seeker i be warn you do not get stuck in this place god is beckoning you god is setting an example for you god is calling you both as a seeker and as a witness do not be the witness that just stays and says that's fine i'm okay that was amazing but not for me and maybe maybe next month maybe next sunday maybe next year matodmo let me tell you something you're only one of these three people who are you are you a christian that is acting on behalf like philip did following the spirit's leading are you a seeker that's seeking god and has heard the moment and felt the nudge and is willing to move to be receiving Jesus Christ maybe that's you today or maybe you're stuck as a witness and you're fine with all those things and I'm telling you it's not fine you're in a very dangerous place change today because today is the day of salvation today let's pray heavenly father i just pray for the hearts of those that are listening right now so mean now some insight kung wala nila nakuha tanan ikaw na bahala sa pag-explain sa pag-understand kondili ang mga uban mga kristiyano moy magtahabang sa pag-fill in sa kuwang pero ayaw gid na sila palakwa karon kung wala nila nadawat ang kompleto gisulti sa spirito sa ilaha dios gihanyo ni nako tanan sa imuha technology Gipakitan pagid ko magamit gyapon ko nimo pinaagi sa Biblia sa pagtuon sa pagtudlo og sa pagepekto sa lain sa mga kinabuhi sa pagminaw sa Dios. Father, I'm praying right now, Lord, that you keep on doing what you do best, which is seeking after your children to bring them into the fold. Lord, I just pray right now that those that hear they cannot deny the nudge of the holy spirit that they receive you as their personal savior that they come forward and they ask for prayer and that they learn 
what it looks like to become a son and daughter of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you so much for what you're doing. May you bless the lives of those that are being obedient to you. May you give blessing to those that have come into the kingdom today. And may you keep on lifting the scales off the eyes of those that are just refusing to listen and are only wanting to be witnesses. Father, I ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name may it be so. Amen. Love you, Wack. It's been such a long time. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry it's a long message, but ako ng style. So, I won't say sorry. Actually, I enjoyed the studying the word and I hope you enjoyed it today. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Pastor John, a message, it is not just uh, to receive, to believe no, Christ as our Savior. It is just the beginning. Okay, one of these days, the reality, why you are here, why I am here, because we live na buhita. And the truth also, in the future, what takibaw ka nun saan, makakuhaan sa atas atong kinabuhi. Diba? And the next is judgment. Ka-imagine kasi mo kagalingon, no, you are facing God. No, nag, nag, when you look behind there, ang mga people, mga tao, nga after kanidawat ni Jesus Christ, nag-share ka sa gospel, nag-disciple ka, sa, sa, sa sama sa ingon ni Pastor John, ni mga Christian, makita ni mo, nga naasay mong likod. No? Sa so, kanindu tanahon, o, Taman rata sa pag-receive ni Jesus Christ o mahimutag Kristohanon. Then, on judgment day, iniglingi na to. Kitara. <laughs> so, praise God. Salamat sa uh, preaching ni Pastor John. So, karon, I want everyone to bow your heads and close your eyes. No, This is really a your personal time no, sa ginoon, to make a decision. No. God is here. No. If you want to ask ni Pastor John, if you want to receive, kung nakabati ka sa pagtuklod sa Holy Spirit sa imuhanga, pagdawat ni Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to do something that we are we don't fear men dito mahalong ang mga Pilipino maisugon so dito maglingi-lingi just close your eyes katong gusto nga mudawat to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior ipataas inyo kamot yes thank you sa mga kamot nga nagpataas praise God kita akong daghan mga kamot Hallelujah. Sige, paubos na inyo mga kamot. Salamat sa inyong uh, pag-surrender sa inyong kagalingon karon ni Jesus Christ. Pero karon kabuntag hapon na, gusto na ko ilid mo sa aning prayer. So, ang itong prayer is number one,
ni unos sa tong prayer maghinusuta sa tanan atong salamo nga itakapasayloanan og magrepenta no dili na kinahanglan nga usay ang mga sala na tong niagi nakatutok na taon sa tong sala basta importante nga kersing-kasing nga mga itakapasayloanan no forgiveness sa tong sala pasayloan ta si Dios kay mo na iyang gi-promise sa tuwa Number two, ato siyang dawaton sa itong kinabuhi. Isip, no, ato ang ginuog o kingon ni Pastor John, bugtong maduduwas. Siyara ang the only way, the only savior. Ay yung katulong, magpasalamat ta sa amahan. Siyang gugma. Anong nakatakaroon na rin king, ang kinuo? Maoy nagplano Kuskon inyong tingog. Ay lang ihagaw-haw. Kanang kamuray na kadung. So, inig-pray na ko. Musabat mo. Pero kusga lang inyong tingog. Amen? Okay, let us pray. Lord, ani ako karun? Kay nabati na ko ang pagtuklod sa imong balaang espiritu. Ginoo, pasay luha ko sa tanan ako mga sala. Lord, tabangi ko nga di na ako magpakasala o magkinabuhi sa imong kinabuhi nga gusto na ako. Salamat, Amhan. Sangalan ni eh.